What's up? What's up? What's up? Podcast World Chad Building back at you. Another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Excited about this one today. Coming out of the state of Arkansas, my guest is Northeast Arkansas. I think that's what I would consider the part of the state he's from. Today's episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is brought to you for the first time. This is going to be the first time you hear this because I wanted to make sure it was when this individual was on here. It's brought to you by Bad Boy Mowers. I don't know if you've ever checked out Bad Boy Mowers if you live in the part of the country I have. Maybe you haven't. If you live where they're built in Arkansas, you have for sure because they're epic over there. They're everywhere over there. And trust me when I say they do the job. Look at them at badboymowers.com. See the different models they make. Price ranges for every consumer in the country. Accessories to just, you know, just make the mower that you want in every practical accessory that you're going to need to get the job done, whether it's big or small on your property. We have so many utilizations for these units and I am so excited about this partnership. The support that this individual and this company has shown us already in the last four months has been amazing. And we're going to take it to places that I never even imagined out West here on a lot of our properties and spread the love all across the country. Badboymowers.com. Please check them out. Please continue to support the partners and sponsors that support us. It's truly humbling to see the growth of our brands and our podcasts and our TV shows. So thank you for the subscriptions. Thank you for the ratings and for reviews. And without further ado, today's guest is from Bad Boy Mowers headquarters, their corporate offices in Arkansas, USA, Mr. Lenny Force. How are you, my brother? Doing great. How you doing, Chad? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm proud you're here. How, how's everything going in Arkansas? Weird times for sure, huh? No, it's weird times for sure. Um, you know, uh, with the quarantine and all the different things going on, just operating um, under uh, these new restrictions and guidelines, trying to keep all of our workers and, and things safe here um, has been a little bit of a chore, but we are proud to announce uh, we've had some really great success of late. Our, we just hired back um, a fifth line and going to a sixth line to build uh, our mowers tomorrow. We're working this weekend, putting an hour of work overtime in each day. We're thinking about firing up a seventh line next week. So while a lot of our competitors have shut their plants down completely, we continue to we're continuing to to build and build stronger each day. Our sales and numbers are up, um, so we're really excited about the future right now. And, and the Bad Boy family, there's once again, it just kind of proves just how strong our brand is and how loyal our customers are and our dealership network is. It's amazing. Describe to me in layman's terms what a line in the Bad Boy factory would consist of. Well, basically, you know, we'll have uh, the fabrication department and the paint department will fab up all of our frames and, and the different pieces that build them over. And then, so at the end of our uh, assembly plant, you'll start with a frame and literally the, that thing will just get pushed down the line. It's normally somewhere between 25 and 30 people per line. And uh, just like any normal assembly line, first thing it gets is the a, is a engine and the wheel motors and it will continue on down the line until it finishes up. And one of the things that we do here at Bad Boy that nobody else does is um, we we deliver the mowers ourselves with our own fleet of trucks. And so the mowers come fully assembled. Um, you, you drive them on. We don't have some 16-year-old kid in the back, you know, putting the wheels on it and the drive arms and all that, unpacking it out of a crate, things of that nature. It's just a great way for us to control our quality once again to the end consumer um, so that we know that it's factory tested, factory approved from right here. We we developed with our trucks some of the innovation of Bad Boy. We put in a, a it's a double decker truck, 
and uh, we have hydraulic lifts. So we drive all the mowers in on the top, hydraulically lift it up, and then we fill the bottom of them up. So we can fit pretty much as many um, mowers on a truck, um, fully assembled as you could if you were put them in a crate. Wow. How killer is that? So the first question that comes to mind when you talk about when you mentioned delivery on a truck is you go to the car lot and you buy a car you've been driving since you were 16. You know, the learning curve's not really that much different from model to model as you advance into your driving years. Is the learning curve on a bad boy mower, is it is it quick? Is it easy? Is it intimidating? Or how, how what, what is the first, you know, like response you get from most of your customers when they when they see it on their property for the first time? Actually, for, for the most part, most people are wildly intimidated uh, to get on a, a mower, especially a lot of the ladies. Um, but more and more, we have more um, uh, women driving mowers right now. Every time, every spring, we do a campaign and kind of uh, your mower, your throne kind of campaign. So show, you, your mower becomes your throne. And, and we see a lot of uh, women are mowing now. And really, honestly, I always say it like this. If you can drive a shopping cart, you can drive a bad boy mower. It's really that simple. If you want to turn left, you pull on one side and push on the other and vice versa. It's it's really a simple machine to operate. It's just a little intimidating for people at first, but the learning curve is very short. It does not take long um, to learn how to drive one. And what does, when you're talking about driving a bad boy, what does the term zero turn mean? It just literally means you can turn in a circle. I mean, uh, right where you're sitting, never even move. You, you don't have to pull forward to move like in a vehicle. You would have to, you know, you, you're going to make this wide arcing turn. You can get on a fence post and you can drive around that fence post and, and you know, just literally just circle it. So Austin Powers would have needed this when he was making his 18 point turns in the small cars in the show. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, it's crazy about my, my history with bad boy before meeting you was just some of the, the marketing initiatives you guys were involved in, how fun the culture was. And I think that that probably set you guys apart from being able to develop a, a not just a badass piece of machinery that's going to help cultivate a person's land, male or female, but something that the culture was being driven as, as a, as a, as a brand that supported communities supported the military supported the fun times, supported the you know everything that goes into the everyday life of americans and, and other people around the you know the country and the world but is that safe to say that the culture of bad boys what really truly set you guys apart the quality of the machine obviously is there but you know there that could be knocked off in terms and ways down the line you can't replace that culture no, I, I feel like that's a hundred percent accurate. Um, you know, we're proud to be built here in America. Uh, we're proud to be an American company and, and built right here in Arkansas. Um, we've grown it from, from literally nothing. When we first started out, you know, we, we had to create a name. We had to come up with a slogan. We had to come up with a paint scheme color. We had to figure this thing out as we went. Um, and yes, culture is, is a big thing for us. One of the number one things people say is, is when they come to our shop is, um, the culture, you know, you walk around our, our company anywhere throughout all of our plant and people are smiling, they're shaking your hands. We know these people by name, uh, most of them. I mean, we've got 800 employees now. We might not know all their names, but for the most part, um, this is a family. Um, and you know, Phil Pulley, uh, the original guy who started this thing, he was a janitor for years. Um, and so I think from the top down, 
we just have this a real attitude of uh, family and respecting each other and respecting the jobs of each other. His number one thing around here is ain't none of us too good. If the bathroom toilet paper's out, you better get in there and put, you know, replace it. You know, if something needs cleaned up, get it cleaned up. Um, and so that, that kind of culture there and, and that has translated over that family into our dealership network. And then some of the friends we've made along the way from Willie Nelson to Merle Haggard to Zach Brown, you know, Zach Brown uses these mowers on his um, camp Southern ground, um, have a great relationship with him, but those things just translate over. We're real people, real Americans. We like to hunt fish country boys. And, uh, and, you know, we love our brand and we love what it does um, and, and how it affects other people and the, and the different families that rely on us. We take it real serious and, and we're real proud of it. So Phil's at a local high school and he's tired of mowing all the grass because Arkansas has a lot more grass than the high schools where I'm out west here in the high desert. He gets tired of like, man, I'm tired of mowing these lawns with something that doesn't get around. It's taking me too much time. And is that kind of how this idea is born? This idea was actually born um, from another partner that Phil had at the time. And, um, and, and he started talking about um, doing this mower and him and some of the other guys who are still here to this day run departments here. Um, that's one of the things about Bad Boy. Most of the people who started Bad Boy are still here. There's very, very few, less than a handful um, that, are, that are gone. But, um, but what happened was is he had this idea and then Phil – and, and the rest of, uh, of us got together and started talking about, we really started looking at the industry. Um, and with our background, we, we saw that the, the industry was real redundant and slow and um, didn't have any flair, wasn't any fun to it. There, we just saw something and we said, hey, man, at the time we said, hey, let's, we, I think we could do this. And I think if we could figure out how to make a lawnmower cool, which was unheard of at the time. In fact, when we said it, we started laughing. We're like, you can't make a lawnmower cool. Um, but we decided, Hey man, let's, let's really, let's figure this thing out. And let's really take a hard look at this. Um, and that's what we did. And, and so we got uh, some fabricators. They come up with the first mower. We brought it down to a bit, another business that we had at the time. And we had some of the customers get out and ride it and they're riding wheelies and, and screeching tires and going crazy on it. And the guy gets off and he says, man, that's a real bad boy. <laughs> and we went, Whoa, that's what we should call it. We call it bad boy. Um, and so from the orange paint to mow with an attitude, you know, we come up with that because we really felt like the whole name, the bad boy um, and in the orange color and everything. But, but we wanted our brand to, to be a lifestyle brand from the very beginning. We knew that was our goal. Um, outdoor enthusiast brand. Um, and, and so we really wanted to come up with something that fit the, the, the personalities of the people we were going after. It's time. Most of the people were, it, this was a commercial cutter industry. Very, very rare. Did you ever see anybody with a homeowner with a zero turn mower? Um, and so what we did is we came in and that's who we went after. We decided we're going after the homeowner. We're going into their home. Um, we want to make this, uh, and, and we want to make these people proud and we want to make them proud to own a bad boy mower. So quality value and our overall objectives in our marketing department have always been to make our customers proud to own a bad boy. And when it comes to relationships with a lot of the, the, the celebrities and the marketing and the different things that we've done, it's all really been in an effort um, to instill pride in, in the people who um, bought our mowers. So when you say that- our brand when your mindset goes to, well, we're going to go after the homeowner, 
Mm-hmm. What type of home, homeowner would it need to be? Do, can you can you have a small front yard and get use out of this? Or are you talking the homeowner that has acreage or what is like the minimum of, of a customer go, yeah, I want a zero turn mower. And do you make specific sizes that would readily equip that, you know, individuals with different size lawns? Yes, definitely. Um, we have, we just actually introduced our first commercial cutter line or actual commercial cutter line last year, but no, we have people of half acre yards that mow, um, we have, we, we have some people with quarter acre yards and what ends up happening to them. We hear this all the time. Uh, it's so funny, but a lot of those, a lot of times people in these neighborhoods, with small yards will get a mower and they'll end up mowing their yard and they want to keep mowing. So they'll end up mowing their neighbor's yards too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Like a snowblower in winter around here. Yeah. There's so yeah. much fun. You just keep going up the whole just street. Keep, just keep going. It, there's something relaxing about mowing. I don't know what it is. It's but it's one so. of those things that the, there's individuals like me that always found an excuse to not do it. And then there's individuals like my dad that would do anything to be on his hands and knees, picking dandelions out of his yard to make it picture perfect. Mm-hmm. I always had the mindset like, man, I'm just too busy. And then when you do it and you find the serenity in it, and I'm on a bad boy the other day when we, there's some of that stuff I sent you and I'm like, yeah. dude, where have these been my whole life? Like I could be, I could have been, I would have had the biggest landscaping company in the Western United States, dude, as much fun as I was having on this thing. Right. It was just a, it just made you take a lot of pride in the work because the cuts are so clean. It's so comfortable and it maneuvers with such smoothness and ease of operation that you're just like, you can do anything on this to make your lawn look really, really good. Oh, wholeheartedly that what you just described is our goal here at bad boy. That is job number one, just quality. We, we want a, a machine built like a tank, but nimble and responsive um, and just a joy to joy to ride. And I do, I'm guilty of the same thing. I bought a place and I was mowing about 10 acres of it. And now I end up I'm, now me and the boys are mowing about 30 acres because we just enjoy being out there and mowing. So um, it, it, it's, it is a fun machine. It really is. They're, they're a lot of fun uh, to operate. And, and so. Do you have an outside sales force that covers, you have a dealer base that stores like a dealer would be in Boca Raton, Florida. There's a lot of grass down there. They might sell mm-hmm. some down there. You might have a dealer in Iowa, but do you have a sales force that goes out and would like go to a municipality or a golf course in a certain area, or are those dealers in those areas, is it like a Ford dealership or like a Budweiser distributorship to where they have a region to where they have it locked in to where if they have a dealership in this town, that golf course is their game. They can go after that. Or can you have multiple dealerships in a certain area? Uh, What we do is um, that is all according to the sales rep. And so basically territories are, um, our thing that is kind of decided it really is we're all relative. I mean, in Houston, Texas, you have a lot more dealerships and they can be a lot closer because five miles away. I mean, you can have a, a million people five miles away and completely new grocery stores, different, everything, you know, gas state. I mean, they're, they're their own little hub. So you can get them a lot closer in Batesville, Arkansas. You know, that's, um, that's a little bit of a, of a bigger area that you might grant a person, um, all subject change, but we have dealers all across the country. Um, Florida has been a, a one that we've really went after hard now that we have it's big commercial cutter um, state, as you can imagine. Um, a lot of retired people down there and uh, in retirement communities. And so it's a lot of commercial cutters down there. But yeah, our, our, we 
we had a hard time getting dealers in Florida for, for a time because uh, we didn't have the commercial fleet program, which we do now. And, and so, uh, but once again, we wanted to build our brand. Uh, it's, it's a residential brand. It's, you know, we want people, it's a status symbol, you know, our mower, that's kind of how we want it. We figured out um, that people, you know, in, in different surveys, if, I mean, we've, the approval ratings and, and them wanting us to come up with new products. You know, we're coming out with a new compact tractor, um, a 15 to 15 horsepower to 35 horsepower, little tractor for the hobby farmers um, had terrific response with that. We're going to unleash that all next year. We're excited about that. Um, Wait, up, so it, say it again. It's going to be for a hobby farmer. So like a flashlight mm -hmm. farmer that has 15 acres that he goes back and cultivates and takes care of. You're saying that the, the bad boy is going to help him farm a food plot per se, or a crop now. Well, we could, yes. Um, that, that's kind of the intent and, uh, or just, you know, if somebody has a ranch, just have, you know, the 15 horsepower to 35 horsepower tractor to, to do whatever you need it to do. We're going to try to come out with some implements and just some different things where we can, um, continue what we built on. So this is a whole line of tractors. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Under the bad boy name. you'd be wanting one of those pretty soon. Under the bad boy name. <laughs> Yes, it will be bad boy branded. So this is something that would go kind of be a in line to compete with like a Kubota? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I can't wait to see these. You got a picture of one on your phone that you can hold up real quick? Um, are they, are they as good looking as the mowers? I assume well, they are. See, that part of the issue right now is we're, we're changing some colors and adding some things. Um, where we started with this. Uh, you know, I was trying to do a complete redesign. I wanted them to look like a, a Polaris or something from the front, but we figured out sight lines and different things like that make that kind of impossible to do. So we're kind of scaling some of that back, but I'll, I'll have you a picture soon. Um, we've got some over here in R&D right now that are being painted and, and we're playing with some of the colors and where to put the logos and all that fun stuff. So, so this opens up a completely diverse and different consumer base potential consumer base than just the residential mower i mean you're going you got flashlight farming is like as popular as it gets all over the country now plus international you guys have the ability to supply lawn and garden now but now you can actually go into the cultivation of the land and actually being able to bush hog being able to to mm -hmm. grade being able to th all of the things that goes into planting a crop and farming it from the plant to the harvest you that you're going to have tractors that are going to be available for that type of operation that's correct yes we will and and that's something that we're, we've been toying with for a few years and we're excited that we're finally going to get to bring it out so are you also going to tell me right now, Lenny Force, that you're working on a combine, that we're going to have combines by bad boy? Uh, no, no, we're not, <laughs> not getting that deep. <laughs> Maybe oh, in the future. <laughs> man, I'm excited about the freaking tractors. That's cool. But yeah. back to the mowers. Let's talk about what's going on in the undercarriage of a motor when we're, when we're maneuvering it. Give me some kind of layman's terms, but give me some mower nerd talk of what the, the, you know, the radius is, what is the circumference? What is going on with the blade speed? What kind of blades are they? How sharp are they? What's going on under there that you don't really see when you're driving it or from, you know, if you're watching from afar? Well, you're, you're starting to get out of my realm of comfortability. I probably need to get Kevin to answer some of that, but, uh, 
you know, um, we do buy the very best products, our spindles, which actually, um, we use to, uh, to spin the blades. They, they, we have engineering people here and they're completely and literally designed for us, all the bearings, all the inner workings. We completely broke those down and we have our own specs to make sure that those work, um, the, the most efficiently that they can. Those, those are some wear items that break pretty fast. Our dampeners are all our own design. Um, so we, we kind of taken a reverse kind of angle with this in an effort to control quality once again. And we've had our engineers tell our suppliers, this is what we want and this is what we expect. Here's our specs need you to meet them. Wow. And yeah. you, so when you when you start see, looking at the diversity in the line of bad boy, does that alter the 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 mowing space and the in the actual coverage that you're getting? Does all of that grow as you get up the line more and more, or is there pretty standard across the board with, with the cuts you're going to get? It's pretty close. Some of our smaller mowers, you know, people want to be able to get between gates, so you got to build one that's like 36 inches um, so that they can drive it between gates. Or um, and a lot of the smaller ones have the smaller decks, um, but pretty standard. You know, one of the things that put Bad Boy on the map is when we come out with a ZT um, mower in 2006, and it was a 60-inch cut mower built rock solid for forty nine ninety nine. The industry had never seen anything like it whatsoever. Um and so that and that that's for the residential line. So, you know, you you're gonna have the sixty inch cuts and down and then and on the bigger mowers you'll have a seventy two inch cut. And that's um for the big acreage people. They they traditionally want that seventy two inch cut. Seventy two inch cut and what is is what is where does the after go after the grass is cut? Where is, what is happening with it? Is it laid down? Is it something that you need to take care of after the fact and go back through, or is it self-contained within the bad boy? Uh, we have side discharge, um, where, where the, you know, the grass comes out and, and normally, um, one, one of the products that we do, we have right now is called an advanced shoot system and you can close off the end of your deck and then it almost acts like a mulcher or, you know, instead of throwing, um, debris into your flower beds or cars, you know, throwing rocks out or something of that nature. You can always just shut that down real quick and easy. But yeah, it's, it's all of our mowers are side discharge. We have looked at some that were rear discharge, but for the most part, um, all, all side discharge right now. And what would you say is the speed of a mower? Are you putt putting at two miles an hour in the bad boy? Or are you actually being a bad boy in them? Well, some of the smaller ones are seven, eight miles an hour, which is pretty, plenty fast. Um, and then some of the bigger ones are going to get up in that 13 mile an hour range. But I can tell you from as much mowing as I do, I don't try to mow at 13 miles an hour because that's Does, pretty rough. Sometimes. Do you think, but, do you think Zach Brown's crew, do you think Zach Brown's crews do? I bet they do. <laughs> Man, those that picture they posted the other day at Southern ground, absolutely like you got to look at that and just be like, uh-huh. Like, look yeah. at this, look at this, man. Look at these mowers up there. It was just like, you know, like that vibe you would get if you're that, that, um, that grounds crew at a baseball stadium, like Fenway park. And it's just pristine. You know, those mm -hmm. guys, those guys, that's what the bad boy culture is. It's like you take, you're on your throne and you're taking care of your palace of your property that you'll defend that thing against anybody. Right. And you're going to make sure that it mm -hmm. looks good and that it's that people know that you live there and take pride in it. And I think that's important. I think that, I think that you always hear you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Well, I, I kind of pass judgment, you know, if I'm being totally transparent that 
if I see a yard that's not well maintained, whether you do it personally or have a crew do it that that uses the bad boy, I just see a lot of that with the 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 maybe character of the person a little bit. And I'm not saying that that's a hundred percent true. I'm just saying what my personal feelings are when I see a yard that's not well maintained. I think that that mm-hmm. is what a yard's for is to maintain it and, and make, and that sets the tone of your, of your party, of your get together, of your barbecue, of your, of your family driving in there. That, that sets the tone, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly the way we feel about it. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, it's your playground, it's your battle battleground. That, that's kind of the way we kind of looked at that. And, you know, we believe in uh, innovation and a little elbow grease here. And, and man, when, when there's nothing more satisfying than getting done mowing your yard and looking back and it just looking, looking great. It's first thing people see, like I said, it's first impression. You come pulling up in there, the smell of fresh cut grass. Um, it, there's just nothing like it. No, it's just, it's, it's, it, it, it I, I hate to use the word status symbol because I don't want people to look at what somebody has and be like, Oh, they're, you know, they have a way better life than me. That's not what the bad boy is. It, it, it's a status symbol of, I take pride in what I want people to look at my property and my throne of where I live. This is where, this is where I am. This is all I got. And if mm-hmm. I have this, I'm going to make sure that I take care of it. And I think that if you take, that's the mentality of a golf course owner. That's the mentality of, 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 of a camp like Zach Brown runs. You wouldn't want to send your kids off to a camp if you went in there and the grass was overgrown and it was dead in spots and it didn't look well maintained. You know, that shows that if they're not taking care of that, they're probably not going to, this probably isn't going to be that very good of an experience for my kid. Right. That's exactly right. Yes. There, there are a lot of other things falling through the cracks. If you're, if you get, the, if you show up and grass has grown up everywhere. And, yeah. Yes. So you so. mentioned guys that, that are like my country music heroes. You know, I, I love Zach, but you mentioned Merle and Willie, like what is, what is Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard have to do with bad boy mowers? Well, funny story about that. We was sitting here one day and my brother uh, was running the parts department at the time. And a gentleman from here, a local in Arkansas, had some cabins out on the White River. Um, and he was in getting some blades or something for his mowers. And he asked my brother if we'd be interested in, in getting Merle Haggard a, a mower. And so my brother called me. Of course, I'm like, well, yeah, you know, if, yeah, I'll be over just saying, so I'd put it stop everything I'm doing. I run over there. I sit down, talk with him. He knows Merle very well. He's built him a cabin. Merle comes, you know, here some and, and, and stays in his cabin and, and uh, does some fishing and different things at the time. And so we get talking and end up getting mo- uh, two mowers for Merle uh, on his, for his ranch there in California. And so me and Phil fully, the owner, he, we, we decide to shoot out. He wants us to come there and take pictures and we get to Merle's ranch. First time I'd ever met him and not really knowing what to expect. We get there, man. He jumps out. He's like, Hey guys, how are you doing? You know, we go get on his utility vehicle. He takes around, shows the farm about that time. The mowers get there. We unload them. He rides around. We, we have a good time. Show him how to use them, get them up and going. And the next thing you know, we see his van. They're fixing to get up. They're about to go on tour. And I see his band setting up all this equipment underneath this shade tree out in his front yard. And I mean, he has a studio there on, on uh, the premise, but he sets up It's a beautiful day. He sets up and, and he said, well, guys, you know, you're more than welcome to stay. We need to practice our, our set for we're about to go on tour. We're about to practice if y'all don't mind. And I no said, way. Uh, I said, yeah, <laughs> yes, 
I said, yeah, we'll stay. Are you kidding me? Uh, you so know. we sat down, we sat down on a picnic table under a shade tree with his whole band. And he starts playing silver wings and all these wonderful songs. His wife, Teresa brings us out some lemonade and some tea freshly made. And we sit there for an entire set under that shade tree on his ranch there. Um, it was, it was great. And we, we ended up making just terrific friends with him and, you know, he still coined one of the best sayings I ever, uh, ever been said about bad boy mowers. He said, it's like, uh, mowing your lawn from your easy chair. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is unbelievable uh, that you got to sit yeah. in Mer- not, it wasn't like you, you were just in a little amphitheater all by yourself. You're in Merle's front yard at his farm. I mean, think about that. Um, it was, it was definitely, it, it wouldn't even been on a bucket list cause I could have never imagined it would have ever you can't, happened. Yeah. You so. can't make that up. No. Oh, I'm kind of jealous of that, man. I could just imagine him <laughs> singing. That's the way love goes or freaking I'll, uh, I think I'll just stay here and drink. I mean, I, I'm yes. lucky. I'm lucky. I got to see him in concert and, uh, before he passed, but I just heard another Merle story the other day from a guy that uh, went to, it was SCI, I believe. It was an SCI deal in Vegas. It was the last concert Merle ever did. And oh, wow. uh, he had passed, I think, six days later. And my buddies got a, um, he got two tickets for him and his dad. And they got to go into this dinner. It was really like 60 people in there. And Merle, that his son opened up, and then Merle and his son Ben, his other son, his younger son, um, came out and opened, and then Ben got up there, and then Merle came up there, and he was on oxygen. He said he did the whole concert yeah. and told stories, and then, but he said, "Man, I got to see the last concert Merle Haggard ever performed." That is awesome. It's so awesome. awesome. What about Willie? You I mean, met Willie well, too because of the mowers? Well, I met Willie because of Merle. So Merle wanted to play poker once upon a time so he was coming through in concert him and willie was coming through memphis so he invited us over to play poker with him and willie and so we went over and met with him you're making this up dude. i'm not making this up <laughs> oh, shit. So, so he i play. we've got to play poker with those boys so we got to play a lot uh anytime they was close we'd get together and play poker and they they come in and played our dealer meetings a couple different times and so we be honest. So be winning. honest. While you're playing poker, is did you get a second hand like they talk about all the time from Willie? Did it just? Did you all of a sudden get the munchies and grab a bag of Doritos? <laughs> Quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking awesome, man. Oh, man but yeah, he was. It, we had. We had. I'm telling you, they, those guys are terrific. They're just exactly what you'd imagine hanging out with them. And Willie Nelson will take your money. Almost every single time. I've heard that. that. I've heard that, man. It's unbelievable. I mean, the guy's either got aces up his sleeves or he's the luckiest human being on the planet. That's why he lives in that part of Texas before he moved to Hawaii. I mean, he had a, didn't he name like Luck, Texas? Mm -hmm. He has a golf course there and that's where he kind of had all of his. I got to play golf with him first time. So Merle introduces us and then Willie's like, I got to have these machines. So we send these machines down and they got there early this time. And we pull up on on, at Luck, Texas on his ranch that he made for redheaded stranger. And we pull up and Willie Nelson ponytails and all is out there on a bad boy mower, the the diesel one. And he's doing wheelies and three sixties and laughing and popping his feet are popping up and down. And he gets off that thing and he's like, I love it. That is awesome. That's how I met Willie Nelson. That's uh, how Willie Nelson got introduced to our mowers. Uh, We pull in and, and man, we had such a good time. We ended up becoming so good, such good friends with him. He played our dealer meeting just like Merle. And, but he ended up coming up with this idea. He's trying to do a, uh, a video 
Um, if you don't think I'm funny anymore, he had this song and he wanted to do a bad boy, bad girl lawnmower race at Luck, Texas. And we come up with it when we were down in, down on his ranch for a few days. And it was uh, right after Dukes of Hazard was made. Um, and so he had all this star studded cast. So we got to go down. We, we got some uh, buses that we stayed on. We went down there for a week and stayed at, at Luck, Texas with Woody Harrelson. And Jessica Simpson was in it. Dan Rather was there. Um, Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson. Was Johnny uh, Knoxville just, there? Huh? Was Knoxville there? No, he didn't get to come. He was supposed to be there, and something happened. Because he was happened. in Dukes of Hazard, right? Yeah, he was. He was supposed to be there. Um, one of the guys from Super Troopers was there. It was just a, it was a star-studded cast, and we we had Dude, a good time making that. Because of a freaking lawnmower? Because of a lawnmower. I know, right? <laughs> That's the culture I was trying to talk about, but I didn't know that happened. Like. I can just now I had like this picture of Johnny Knoxville and Travis Pastrana racing freaking bad boys and doing some crazy jackass stuff on them. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. not that you should be like that, but it, so, so what had happened? Were, were the mower, did the mowers get ended up using or being used in this video that Willie was producing? Oh yeah. We get, we did the video. We ended up on E entertainment tonight. One of my highlights of my life, the video was on there promoting, you know, the, the new music video by Willie Nelson and uh, no you need freaking- to go watch it. It's just a fantastic video. It's got, you know, Jessica Simpson, I mean, you need to watch it, but yeah, Woody, Woody's probably one of my favorite people on the planet. One Dude, of the tell funniest, me, tell me about that because I like, that's a guy that like, I, I watch him in movies and, and even the old cheers episodes, I'd be like, I'd love to hang with Woody. And the other part of him is he seems so intelligent and so well read and like, like a genius actor, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. beat you can't beat his acting in my opinion. He's, and he doesn't do a whole bunch of it, but when he does, you know that he's serious about like his mm-hmm. role and just like the tiny role he had in, in, in no country for old man. Like mm-hmm. I was like, man, he's badass, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, is he is he that kind of guy or is it is he just a, is is he just got lucky in life with his acting? Oh no. He he is um like I said he's probably one of my favorite human beings I've ever met. When you see him on screen, you you you're, you're kind of getting him. He is just witty, super smart, um funny, down to earth, great. He's one of those guys that when you're with him, you're with him. And ain't nobody else in the world, you know, he's around. present, he's present, he's huh? present. Yeah. And, and, you know, you don't get that a lot with those guys, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, especially celebrities that I met, you know, they're, they're a little absent, you know, there, there's other things you're thinking about doing. They think you might want something from them when, you know, we're just good old boys and we're just here to be friends. And that's what we tell these guys up front. And, uh, but man, Woody, he's, he's present. He, he really is. And, uh, we had a, we had a great relationship with, with him. So it was fun, but yeah. And, uh, to get back to Merle, um, uh, he, he really set this whole ball in motion from Toby Keith to, to him, George Jones, um, you know, ended up Zach Brown ended up, I got a hilarious story about Zach Brown. I'm sitting at my kid's basketball game up in the stands and cheering and acting like the fool that I, you know, that I am. And, uh, I get this phone call. And my phone rings and I pick it up. I'm in Mountain View, Arkansas. I pick it up and look at it. It's some weird number from Georgia. I was like, I don't know what else. I said, I better answer that. So I answered it. And uh, I said, hello. He said, hey, is this uh, Lenny Forey? I said, yeah. He said, well, this is Zach Brown. I said, who? He goes, Zach Brown. Um, And I said, at first you're thinking somebody's pranking you. And I said, Zach Brown, you know, (laughs) like, you know, 
hell that's Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah like, like, like you're like things. yeah, you're not believing him. Yeah, Somebody's like, no way. So I and uh he started laughing. I said, it's like he said, no, this is really Zach Brown. I said, Zach Brown from the Zach Brown band? He said, yeah. I said, oh, Lord, have mercy. Hold on. <laughs> Got to get outside this gym. <laughs> so I jumped up and took off, and he'd gotten my number from Willie. Um, and it, it, I guess they'd been talking and, and found out. And Willie said, man, you'll never meet a better bunch of guys in mower. You'll never buy a better mower than these. So uh, we went up driving over and meet him for a concert, uh, at his bus and, and hung out. He showed us the plans for camp Southern ground right there. Um, wow. what he had planned and what he was doing in the different phases, he had 3d model and everything. And so it was really kind of neat to be on the front end of that. Isn't that place amazing? It, it really is amazing. I love yeah. what they're doing there and all the different things that they have going on. Yeah, um, man. And, and I really believe it helps. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, his vision and just the way it's being executed and built out, you know, piece by piece and just, it's just truly special. I, I'm, I'm glad I've got to be down. I can't get over the fact that a lawnmower guy has Willie Nelson's cell phone and they talk about lawnmowers. <laughs> I just can't get, I can't get over. Like, I think you, I, I know you're a badass dude. You're a great dude, but all because this guy says you need to meet Merle and talk to him about these mowers and his, cause he needs one on his farm that escalates. And because of the people you are and the culture that bad boy is, it just opens up doors. And then all of a sudden you got this whole network of people that are word of mouth in it to everybody. And the, the brand just take, it keeps taking off. It took off. And I tell you, still probably the number one thing uh, that I'm most proud of is uh, I got a, a personal invite. You know, Merle's Haggard's funeral was closed and he sent me and Phil a personal invite to be there, um, which I thought was neat. So Phil ended up having a family crisis and he didn't get to go, but I flew out there. And, and when I got there, you, know, you parked or you weren't allowed to have any pictures. Um uh, or take your phone up there and take any pictures. But I did get a picture uh, of the entrance to, to walk into to his funeral, which was at his home, very place where we had got that concert underneath the shade tree. He had both his bad boy mowers parked. You had to walk between his bad boy mowers to get in to his ranch. Uh, you parked down here. And so when you walked into the funeral procession and all the deals that was going on, on the stage, everything where the people performed, different people got up and performed, you had to walk by your two mowers. And, you know, he planned all every detail of that. And so for him to do that, I, I just spoke volumes to me. Uh, it just it was unbelievable. Did you um, get to honor. talk? Did you get to talk to him not too long before he passed? No, he was, he, I did not. I did not. Um, unfortunately he was, he was very sick and yeah. uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him that last week. Man, what a freaking career though. I can't, I talked to, man, I think it was, it was Leith Lofton who I've um, introducing you to here shortly. Nashville, unbelievable guitar player and just a great performer. He just recorded his first album in Zach's studio in at, at Southern Ground Camp, uh, Studio Southern Ground, and I asked him the other night. I said, "If you if you had only one more album to listen to the rest of your life," and he goes, "Merle Haggard's Greatest Hits," oh, and I was I, like, "Man, <laughs> dang it!" That guy, I mean, his voice and just who he he just personified everything. I, I it's that would be my number one pick, also. Yeah, I I. I I'm right there. It's it's hard for me between you know to 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 pick between mm -hmm. some of the guys of that time because I could I can listen to I can listen to the yeah. possum I can but Merle like if you consistently listen to his album and Waylon is unbelievable and Waylon, all yeah. of them are but w Merle just had a 
God, his his lyrics, his songwriting, you know, if you listen to like just throwing a horseshoe over my left shoulder and the yeah. way that he wrote his wordsmithing, um, I, I was just so deeply in, in moved by his music. And then my dad, before my dad passed, his favorite album was Willie and was Willie and Merle, really? Poncho and Lefty. So we would listen, Poncho, he meant sang the blues. All along like he used to. And then my I would listen to that. My dad would have it on all the time. So now if you go in one of my rooms here, I have that album framed and then I have one of Willie's uh Willie's reserves, you know, the pre-rolls. I don't uh -huh. I'm not I'm not I don't oh, do yeah. it, but I, I he signed it for me last year because oh, I'm but cool. I'm buddies with his tour manager. So and I've gotten to meet Willie a couple times. If you go in here, he signed our guitars, he signed all kinds of stuff in our studio, and then I have a, a pre-roll signed, and then I have a picture when uh, 1999, 21 years ago, oh, wow. with with us hold my, me and my brother Clint holding Willie's guitar with the hole in it with Willie there with us. And, oh my um, gosh, that is so, awesome! So they, those guys have just been ingrained in us, right? It's like, and when mm -hmm. they pass, it's almost like. And I know that I'm not t saying things that people don't already know. It's like you lose a part of your of your existence and a part of your childhood and you, you're not, they're not even your family. It's just like, that's what they meant to you and in, in, in growing up. And that's what Merle meant to me and Willie and these guys. It's just like, I got to meet Lucas Nelson was opening for Zach this summer. And I yeah. walked, I'm walking in the tunnel in, in Denver, Colorado at Coors Field. And he's standing there and I'm like, Lucas, what's up? He's like, man, what are you doing? Just the sweetest <laughs> dude, the sweetest dude in the world. Like he knew me and my yeah. brother and like just the coolest people, man. That's killer. Yes, they they are really a great family. Paula Nelson, his daughter, and and Lucas, and all those uh, they really are great people. Great people to be around, fun, down to earth. You know, celebrity hasn't got to them. You know, and and so they they're and it's a neat family. And what Willie's done for farmers and farm aid and and all of that, uh -huh. his whole and and then you bring in you know my favorite country singer of the is I always say it is Jamie Johnson because he, his voice just does it for me too. Right. So uh -huh. he works with Willie and Merle. I mean, he's worked with them all. And I don't know if you've been watching all these bios lately, but they've had Merle's, they had Willie's American outlaw. I don't know if you saw any of I those. Have not, I have not got to see any of it. Oh man. On the American outlaw. I'll, I'll go watch him though. On the American outlaw tribute show at Bridgestone arena in Nashville. The, the common denominator of all of these shows from Kenny Rogers just went George Jones Charlie Daniels does his volunteer jam every year. Willie Nelson's American Outlaw tribute. Merle Haggard's birthday. And I'm missing Kenny Rogers. I'm missing one. Um, J Jamie Johnson's on every one of them. They ask him, they're like, you got, yeah. you're in, you're sitting in with the band and you're playing. And he, Hey, cool. Lenny, he does Georgia on my mind on the Willie one. And I'm not kidding you. If you, re if, if, if you research it, Lenny, you'll see like writers were saying quite arguably, arguably the best performance of his career stole the show. And Chris Stapleton's on there. Like there's people, Nor yeah. Nora Jones, there's like legitimate wow. badass. And they, these writers are like, Jamie Johnson steals the show with his rendition of George on my mind. And when you watch it, you will cry. Mark my words. You will cry. I, I, I can't wait to watch it. You're just uh, like, oh my God, this is so what I was put on earth to listen so to cool. right here. It's it's the coolest shit. So you we, just, I got to get you to introduce me to Jamie one of these days. We got to get some mowers over there to him. I'll do it he today. He sounds like a great guy just talking to you. I'll do it today because before all this, he was, you know, I wanted him to come do the deal in Florida. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I talked to him yesterday and I, it's so weird having these conversations, right? I just, I talked to Jamie and you're like, yeah, Willie texted me today. It's like, but it's true. It's because of the culture. It's just a cool culture. And I love that we have people in it like Jamie and Willie and the guys that support it. But he was, he's like, man, I'm, 
need to get a new uh, lay down freezer. You know, I've got a bunch of wild game coming and you got any recommendations for the lay down deep freeze? And that's, that's the yeah. conversation I'm having with Jamie Johnson. Right. And yeah. even when you just hear him talking on the phone, you're like, good night, dude, you could just sing the phone book and I'll just sit right here and fall asleep kind of deal. Know, right? right? It's, it's just <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'll do it tonight. When we get off of this, I'll, uh, I'll introduce you. Cause he's, uh, he'll be excited. You know, he's got two golf courses and lots of property that would that right. be killer we need to go film a video for this new album and on with a bad boy i'd love to do that that sounds like a, a great time <laughs> dude i love this i love the whole idea that the culture and what it's done and so it sounds like bad boy is transitioning now from it was you, you came into the market because of residential you go commercial and now you're going satellite flashlight farmer and mm -hmm. the sky's the limit kind of with your guys's quality control and the reputation and culture you built right that's right um i think a big part i mean we're talking about these celebrities and we're talking about bad boy and our culture one of the things one of the reasons we did bad boy mo with an attitude because we do take on that bad boy um attitude of, and that that kind of almost like a rule breaker um but a rule breaker in a good way, you know, as far as innovation, you know, we've been the most innovative company in the mower industry, the mower industry has ever seen. I mean, we've, we've created the, the swing away design, um, less work and less moving parts, less things to break. Um, you know, one of the, the number one, when we got a pat two patents right out of the gate on our mower where you can, you know, literally our mower opens up completely where you can change any part, um, with ease, you can clean it better. You can, there's a lot of things. Now we have a suspension system on our mowers. We have, uh, this armor tech deck. We have a lot of things where we, we, we were rule breakers and we were rule changers. I mean, we come in and we flipped this industry up on top of its head. We did things different. We marketed different. We built our mower different. It's all about innovation. We've come up with, you know, every few years we, we've got new mowers. Um, just like the car industry, we wanted to do this just like the car industry. We wanted, uh, to continue to change and, and not be stagnant. We got, got into this uh, business. People had the same mower for decades, uh, did the same thing, marketed the same way. So we, we that's part of our branding has been that we are a little bit uh, risk takers and, and we're outdoor enthusiasts and we're, we're, we're going to break the rules in a good way. We're going to break yeah. them. We're going to change, we're going to change the whole standard of the industry. Yeah. And we've done that. And we, we actually had, it was funny, but uh, I actually had an engine company come in, well, Honda come in and they're, they're wanting to be on our mower now. Um, which is a, a different ball game, but they basically come in and said, you know, your, your lawn tractor is, is a thing of the past. Now homeowners, all these residential owners are wanting to go um, to, to be, have res these zero turn mowers. And you guys did that. You changed the whole industry. Um, and we want to be part of what you're doing. So that was That's, a completely, isn't that the coolest? complete 180 right there. Well, that's they, the first... said they don't know where this industry's going. I mean, it, how big it can get, you know, and that's kind of what we're, you know, we're, we're seeing a complete uh, change and, and uh, uh, we feel like that this industry is still young and that, that the yeah. growth potential is huge. Well, I mean, that mentality of like, you're not trying to be an outlaw and an anarchist to, you know, take the law into your own hands. You're saying like, we're, we're going to, we're going to bend the rules and break the, the, the everyday rules that you've seen in this sector. And we are going to do things different. And it is that attitude that I was referring to of seeing a yard that's not well taken care of because there's no pride in that. In my opinion, I don't, there's no excuse for it. There truly isn't. If you're right. if you're too lazy and you don't have time to do it, then hire somebody to do it, but make sure mm -hmm. that when I drive by 
guy. They're in my neighborhood. I don't mm -hmm. feel like calling the homeowners association on you, which I can't stand homeowners associations. Yeah. <laughs> but when I see that yard, I'm like, man, I can't go in there and knock on your door and teach you how to live. Be a bad yeah. boy. Have this mentality. Like, man, I'm not going to settle for this shit. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to go out like that. And that's what my dad always taught me. He says, if you walk into my yard, Chad, and you see a piece of garbage up against that fence and you continue to walk up to the front door, I'm going to beat the, I'm going to slap shit yeah. out of you. And that, <laughs> that was instilled me. I will not walk past a gum wrapper. If I'm at, I have a hard time being in Costco and we're talking about this during the coronavirus, but if I see garbage on the floor, I'm just, I'm wired to pick it up and make it look nicer. There's mm -hmm. no excuse for that. In my opinion, I'm not saying it's Costco's fault, but you know, somehow it got there. Let's, you don't walk by that. You, that, that bad boy attitude is exact. When I said that quote to you the other day, did you mean what you said that you really liked that quote I gave you? When, I, when I, said, it. I said, yeah. Lenny, I sent you some pictures of me with the mowers. I said, we are bad boy mowing, mallard duck hunting, yeah. sporting dog loving, wild game eating Americans. One that's of my favorite quotes of all time. I told you that. <laughs> that's, and, I, and I just came up with it when I was sitting on that mower. That's how I felt. I'm like, dude. I'm a, I'm a duck hunter representing the baddest ass lawnmowers ever known to man because we share the same values and the same culture. People are going to be like a duck hunting show with mowers. No, it's yeah. about the culture of taking pride in what you do. Look at our duck blinds. Look at our duck properties. Look at our duck dogs. Look at our Benelli's. Look at our trucks. We, we don't have all the money in the world, but when we do get a, an opportunity to have something nice, we're going to take care of it and make sure that it's, that it, people understand that that is adding to who we are. That is the, our consistency. And that's why it's so easy to feel that way on a bad boy no i agree and i i tell you what uh you know becoming uh partners with you and in your show and your in your team was a pretty easy choice for us after i got looking at just how you guys do things and, it, and like you said it's kind of like that the yard when i somebody's yard you know that's kind of your face first thing you see when i got on and started looking at some of the things you guys did and believed in from conservation um to cooking, you know, some of the stuff you guys, the recipes and, and how to prepare uh, wild game. We really love that. Just how you, your just general overall um, uh, views matched up with ours really, really well. I mean, I, I can't think, we have never really sponsored a hunting show per se to this magnitude um, before. But our core values and, and kind of what you believed in matched up so well that it, it, it just felt good from the start, man. That's awesome. It really did. Hold on a second. I want to, I want to get, I'm going to get the guy, the, the two of the guys that helped me with this. Hold on. Okay. So I'm going to introduce you to Tom, who's one of our main animators and producers. He's an all around genius. He, he, he took those pictures and this is my yeah. brother. This is my brother, Clay, who is, he's been running them a bunch hey, on my Clay. mom's property. I'm Clay. Clay. You got, I got Clay first. <laughs> yes, sir. How are you? Good. Yeah, we uh, we got him unloaded at my mom's property the other day. She has about an acre, acre and a half of uh, pasture grass out there in front of her property. And Tom was taking pictures. Uh, did Chad send those to you? Yes, they okay. were fantastic. Yeah, cool. they so those great. So those pictures Tom was taking, and after we took those pictures, me and Tom jumped on them and saw what, <laughs> fired them up, and we did the acre and a half in about four minutes. Yeah, the two <laughs> that's It literally right. made, I mean, we were like going by each other, having fun, smiling, like, it was, I mean, it made it fun. 
instead yeah. of having yeah it was, it was really cool so i can't i'm excited to see what well, else those are some responsive mowers aren't they, they incredible and they, and they will tear some grass up boy that, yeah. that new that deck system we have on it i'm so proud of it um, guys have done a terrific job in r&d with the new mowers yeah they're they're awesome i can't wait uh this weekend I didn't have time to get all the accessories. I don't even know what you guys sent, but uh, I'm heading back over to my mom's property this weekend and put all the uh, whatever you guys sent on them. So oh, bells, bells and whistles. Yeah, we got you guys a uh, uh, ground uh, big buck plow also to do food plots. Hopefully yeah, you got I, that in. Yeah, we got those in. Um, did Chad send you that list of the three things? Yes. Uh-huh. So we, we talked I, about that I, earlier. Yeah, I met my... Uh, our guy because my i really want to get my mom's property done uh in the next six eight months pristine because my uh niece is getting married there yeah so she's uh one of our other sponsors new Year ag it came over and walked the property with me and they had some spread or stuff suggestions that we needed to do yeah and i, and I needed those three things so okay hopefully yeah, we we'll get, get, we'll- get those out though we should we should be able to get those handled out to you. Um, cool. So yeah, no problem. All right. Well, here's Tom. He'll say hello, and then uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, man. Now we really enjoyed driving those things around. I I felt like taking it out on the road and you know no, don't hammer, pull a hammer George Jones. Like, don't yeah. pull a George Jones and get a Dewey on the mower. Oh, <laughs> no, no Dewey on the mower. Yeah. <laughs> That's I was trying to at one time. I was trying to get uh, Willie Nelson to do uh, to let us do a commercial with George Jones. Whenever he got one, George got one of our mowers. I was trying to get them boys to to do a new one uh, where Willie come on afterwards and um, said, "Boy, if George had had one of these back in the day, he'd have never got that D way." <laughs> uh, so anyway, well, looking forward to the partnership, man, and and taking more cool pictures of that thing. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate the pictures you guys took were fantastic. I can't wait to see your work. Everything you guys do is just top notch. Uh, can't wait to see what you come up with for it. Absolutely, man. Where, and where are you at? I'm in Batesville, Arkansas. Okay. He's right. He's, he, I was introduced to Lenny by, at a lunch with, through Rob Roberts. Okay. He's right by Rob Roberts plant. Oh, nice. Yeah. Literally my house is probably a mile and a half from Rob Roberts shop. Oh, geez. So I when it burned down, I was around, I I ended up going out there um, after I heard it was on fire and then, and called some of them, made sure everybody was okay. Cause I mean, it was a heck of a deal. It was an explosion and um, you know, people got hurt bad in it. It was, it wasn't good. Uh, It's a hot fire. So, Um, but luckily everybody, you know, lived through it and, and he's got it rebuilt now. And so. Did he rebuild it bigger and better? Yeah. I don't know if he built it bigger but he definitely built it better a little more functional i think for him so something to kind of something good that comes out of it yeah exactly well nice meeting you yeah. we'll talk to you soon thank you sir good to meet you guys yeah so we're I, you see me grab my phone a couple times during this i've been taking notes like i was sending clay text while you're talking i'm like hey just had this idea i got this guy bubba that's uh just like an extreme athlete, you know, like war, he used yeah. to be a professional wakeboarder. And he has a, a really cool landscaping company. So I was picturing this photo shoot with him with his, cause he wears a Willie bandana around his head and he's got a, a beard. He's all in shape, you know, and he just looks like a male model. So I'm going to, I'm going to put together a cool little video shoot this coming week with, cause it's now getting to the 70 degrees every day to where he's consistently out. So we're going to get okay. him out and we're going to get him out and get some really cool content going. 
fantastic. Can't wait to see it. That that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be awesome, man, and I'm excited about it. And I uh, I don't know the the whole the whole aura of it is you know I bet I get asked all the time like why why would they ever want to be with you guys and i'm just like hey man it, it's more than just the duck hunt that's what i'm trying to tell people it's the culture and the networking and the in the the attitude and the approach and all of that and i try to tell people like you know lenny and marketing is that you can't just be geared towards that pull of that trigger you got to mm-hmm. or or just the the sound of that cash register ringing when somebody buys a motor you got to be geared towards the story and the experience and that's what people want to dig their fingernails into and take a hold and live through this and be a part of it and that's how you i think that that's how you create you know a lifestyle and a brand and a culture to get people mm-hmm. to say i want to ride let's ride i want to get in the truck and come with the foul life wherever they go and i, I just think it's a cool feeling and we're honored to be a part of it no, we feel the exact same way with you guys. Um, you know, it, it's the right fit with the right people. And really, um, in life, I've just figured out that it's life is all about relationships with, with, uh, the right people. You are kind of who you surround yourself with. So the more, um, good people and more people going in the same direction in, in life that you can surround yourself with, the better. Um, and that's kind of what this feels like. I, I feel like that we can all help each other and, and continue to build each other's brand. And this is, you know, one of the things like my hat says that we're a brand of opportunity and this was an opportunity. And this is part of our, uh, um, that's, that's the way we look at life and, and friendships and things like that. You know, anytime I have an opportunity to make a new friend and, 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 and that we can each help each other and it's a win-win scenario, um, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for win-win scenarios in every aspect. When you buy our mower, we want that to be a win for you. Um, We don't want it just to be a win for us. Um, And so this is just a continued effort to, to, to do those things. Yeah. And I just think that there's going to be a lot of fun times. I think that, you know, the, it's almost like it's not work. You believe in it. It becomes part of who you are and you just, you take care of it. You know, it's one of those things to where it's fun and it's rewarding and you get to provide people with a better way to take care of their property and a better experience. And that's all there is to it. And I want to be able to help tell that story. I'm proud to be part of the the heritage of the the brand bad boy mowers, because I I'm mostly excited to help tell the story and, and keep telling the story to the newer generation and the next generation and just keep, you know, make sure that it's evident and that, that curiosity is there like bad boy mowers. I got to check those out. Look what they're doing with them kind of thing, you know? And I, I got a lot of ideas and I can't wait to execute them. And obviously what we're going through right now in America with the pandemic and the COVID-19 and the coronavirus is it's, it's made me think of how important it is to, uh, to, uh, you know, be able to become a part of something. And we take things for granted so much. Our little lunch at that little country buffet that day, that country buffet hasn't been opened in 30 days. And that family, that family might be doing some curbside or takeout there, but it ain't the same culture as all of you being in there around that table. And we take, we take that stuff for granted. And this is, that's the main thing I've taken out of this. I've stayed really positive during it because I I look at it like I'm going to use it as a learning, a learning experience. So I'm going to take something out of it. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, I believe that. And, and, you know, um, I drive by that little, uh, place every day and that place is always full of cars and, and it's a great place to eat. Cause like you noticed, I mean, when you walk in there, your cell phone doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so I love eating lunch. There's normally my cell phone's going nuts, um, for lunch, but, uh, but yeah, it, you know, people like that and, you know, our heart, it really went out to our dealers, um, on these local levels, um, 
luckily they, they have, um, I think most of our viewers are going to pull through this. Um, and some of them ha have really had a lot of some high success. You know, I started a new series called the great American comeback on our social media and on our website where we're, um, we got big swag who was uh, the voice of monster garage back in the day with Jesse James and all yeah. that. And you probably remember that. Um, oh, yeah. um, but he's, he's on there and then he's interviewing some of our dealers and, and they've been creative and we've tried to kind of help pass the word throughout our dealer network family, uh, how some people are doing this and doing it with a lot of success. But, um, you know, there, we actually have some dealers that are up right now and, um, one of the beautiful things that, that I love about our brand and being part of this is these, these a lot of these dealers are calling us and saying that bad boys still selling nothing else selling. Uh, and so, you know, when these orders are coming in, we're continuing to build, um, same thing, you know, with our track supply dealers. And, um, and so that, that tells me that we have touched a nerve and that we have, um, reached out and what we're doing, our messaging is, 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 you know, taking hold this whole grassroots, um, creating excitement, activating, um, all the different things that we really try to do, um, to help tell our story. Yeah. And as a brand and as an individual, and sometimes you look at it and be like, why me Lord? Like, why am I getting all this success? Why is, why are things happening to fall in our direction right now? You know, like things are going our way. Our lines are opening back up. Our dealers are mm -hmm. selling. <clears throat> it's because you did it right. And that's the difference is that if you, you got to be able to accept success and understand that there was a lot of times when Lenny was on the road for three, four weeks at a time away from his family, he's sacrificing, he's up at late at night, his wheels are turning. Mm -hmm. He's getting more gray hair than he should have at 30 because he was stressed out about the brand. And then when it, when the, when the good times happen, you know, like when Merle would say, let the good times roll, you would be like, do I really deserve Chat. to be, do I really deserve to be playing poker with Willie Nelson and Merle Hager? Heck yeah, you do. Because yeah. <clears throat> you develop this culture and the brand to help people and you did it right and you didn't cut corners. And then when it's time to feel the success, you're well deserving of it. And that's hard for people to swallow sometimes. And they want to keep beat, beating themselves up like, man, I don't know if I deserve this. And they just keep thinking that they just need to keep working harder and harder. Hard work's what got you there. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like people yes. don't get to see that part of the story all the time. And that's what I want to tell is that the, you guys are workers. First and foremost, your crew was put on this earth to work. And that's how you got to where you're at. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't go out and say, Hey man, we're going to, we're going to come up with this mower and pull the wool over people's eyes and sell 1400 of them, develop this pyramid scam. We're going to pass them down to all these people in the Bahamas and they're going to give them, and then we're going to go out of business someday. But the guys at the very top are going to be rich and then everybody else can go what it piss off. That ain't, that ain't this right. Y'all right. deserve the success. And that's sometimes hard to swallow for a guy like you, a guy like me, a guy like feel, I'm sure, even though, you know, you're deserving, you still look at it like, man, do I really deserve this all the time? And heck yeah, you do. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I, that sometimes, you know, we do have to pinch ourselves sometimes around here and go, is this real? Because even in our wildest dreams, I remember thinking that if we could ever get sell 5,000 units in a year that we were going to be, you know, we were success, you know, and you know, we're spitting out 450, 500 a day right now. So are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Good night. And we're hoping we're, you know, right now, uh, you know, we're, we're about to have to fire up some lines. We're going to have to make some more. So we was on pace this year. It was just been terrific. We have never uh, not grown in a single year. We've grown every single year since we've been in business, some years more than others. 
Um, and this year was shaping up to be the single biggest growth season that we've ever had. Um, and then, you know, of course, with the, with the virus coming, um, I don't know that we'll get back to what we sold last year, but if we can get back within the 5,000 that we talked about, if we ever got to, if we can get back within 5,000. I feel like it's a home run for us this year. Um, and I don't, I don't think anybody would have ever expected it. We went down to one line at one time and then two lines and or up, you know, continuing to, to grow. And, and basically what happened is our mowers are starting to sell. We don't ever consider anything sold until it gets off our dealer's floors, until it's off their floor plan. So, you know, these mowers are, are, are getting off floor plans. They're reordering mowers. Um, and that's the wonderful thing about it. it. We don't flood our dealers with mowers. We control everything with our company down to the how many mowers we let the dealers even have. You know, we, we determine that because we don't want them with 2019 inventory on their floor in March of 2020. Hell no. We want that to be a 2020 mower. And so we control that and we don't want them to be overburdened. We don't, but, but what we do is we get them the mowers on time. You put your order in, we build it. It's on your floor within three to five days is our goal. Wow. Um, most of these guys go through distributors and the distributors somewhere else. It, it's, it's stacked up in a warehouse somewhere. By the time it gets there and gets to you, it's a couple weeks sometimes. Um, so we're really, we really pride ourselves on that. I really think you're going to see more of it too. And, and I'll end it by this, Lenny, is that this quarantine has been good in a lot of ways, in my opinion. And I hate to see people suffer and lose jobs. I get it. And I, I, I hate that. I hate it for our fellow yeah. Americans. But I think people are going to get back to their roots. I think people are going to get back to caring about their yards and their lawns and their backyards and their barbecues and their Traegers and their their mills and their family time and living off the land and learning how to be cultivators and gardeners and providers and sustainability. Mm -hmm. This is what we were built on. This is why we were put on earth. And I feel that we got away for it for a long time. A lot of people that live in big cities never even get to witness this stuff that we do on a daily basis. And I think bad boys positioned perfectly to be like that forefront voice of saying, look, take pride in being a provider, provide a nice home Great. with a nice lawn and a nice yard and nice acreage and take care of that piece of beef on that Traeger and take care of those ducks when you kill them and process them and butcher them. Right. And that whole mentality of that nice garden and delivering some vegetables yep. or that's coming back and it's good. And I'm not saying it went away completely, but it's going to be more evident now than it ever was. I think in my lifetime, and I'm proud to be a part of it. And I want to, I want to tell people like, this is, this is how you want to be. This is the way to live, this man. I promise yes. you. No, I agree wholeheartedly. In fact, I come back in the office today. My wife, uh, I love her so much. She's pregnant. She's 40. And so she's a high risk about this thing. So I've really, we've really quarantined up pretty hard through this and trying to take this as serious as we possibly can. But I come back to work for, for this podcast today. And uh, I, I looked at my schedule for me and my boys, of course, they, they play basketball and football and baseball. And I mean, they just, they love sports and I love sports, but I got, I looked at my calendar and was literally blown away. There was stuff on there every single, I mean, and, and I, and I have realized, you know, I talked to the boys about this We I, you know, been teaching them how to use a chainsaw, a pole saw, trimming the trees up. Trimmers, trimming, putting in a garden, all of mowing, all of these things like you're talking about, and they're having a ball. We're fishing, we're hunting, we're turkey hunting, we're doing things. We're getting to know each other again, and yeah. uh, man, it's it's a beautiful thing. I don't know that I'll ever go back to being that busy, 
with things like that again. I, I just, you know, the sitting down for dinner and, and, and saying a prayer and, and getting every meal together and, man, there's just not a price that you can put on that. I, yeah. I, I you know, it might, it might have blessing. been, it might have been configured by somebody. It just might have been. Might've it been. might have been that, you know, that grab of our collar and shake us a little bit and say, listen, this ain't what it's supposed to be. Stop it. You know, relax right. for a minute. Right. <clears throat> not that, not that people deserve to get ill or, or pass away. I'm not saying that, but no. There's a there's a lot of good to come out of this, I believe, and and the the underlying theme is that exactly what you just said, man. I my I was talking to the president and CEO of Traeger this week on a podcast, and he says he's doing dishes, returning an email because Traeger's yeah. booming, you know. And his his daughter at this was a couple of years ago. His daughter goes, "Daddy, are you listening to me?" And right then and there, Jeremy was like, "Oh my gosh." Look at what I'm missing, right? And so he says mm-hmm. that he tried and he got better and better. And then during the quarantine now, he's three to four meals a day on the Traeger, cooking with his daughters, his sons, and his wife, sitting down, eating, talking about, you know, swim lessons to where he's like in the pool and he's actually teaching them strokes and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's perfect. And, and then when you say, I don't know if I'll ever go back to that rush from the Little League to the wrestling to the, to the dance recital to the 4-H to this and you're bouncing all over and then the whole time you know 10 years goes by and you're looking at like man I haven't even driven the tractor with the kids I haven't even been in the back you know it's like because you're always the hustle and bustle what, who that, cares if we miss a, a Little League game once in a while it's okay that's I that's never true what words have been spoken my kids been on my tractor they've been working and learning how to use that and doing all those things and um I just, I'm, I'm shocked. My kids are shocked. I, you know, they're, they're just enjoying it. And my kids right now, as we speak, have a turkey that they're smoking right now for their mother while I'm up here doing this podcast. I mean, <laughs> we've cooked prime rib. We've done, um, we've done ribs. We've, we've done some burnt ends, some briskets. We've done, I mean, and you know, they've learned how to cook spaghetti. They've learned how to, you know, cook uh, their desserts. I mean, and doing the dishes helping clean around the house, learning how to do laundry stuff. These are necessary life skills that these kids were not getting at no, all. No. I mean, they're going to, you know, and I, I was telling them, you know, when I was in college, man, guess what? You got to worry about what you, what you're going to eat. That's on you, your laundry. Yeah. That's on you cleaning. Yeah. That's on you. All yeah. of those things. Yeah. Um, this home, so, te- this home teaching, you get this curriculum, you know, my ex-wife's like, you know that there's math and there's science and there's this and there's that and I'm like, all right, well you take the math because I don't know how to do it. Like I look at my daughter's math and I'm like, I really don't remember how to do that. So I'm like, I'll take the home ec, I'll take the PE, I'll, and I'm sitting here cutting caps off of briskets with my daughter and I'm showing her how to make street tacos and I'm showing her how to what the internal temperature yeah. of a duck needs to be as opposed yes. to a piece of chicken. And she's like nine years old, going, Daddy, do I put my lead finger on the blade like this and do I slice it and 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 what am I doing with the point of the knife while I'm slicing? Do I go against the grain on the beef? And I'm like, yes. And she's getting all of it. Nine years old. She and like yeah. if if I was hustling bustling with her regular schedule of volleyball and MMA and jujitsu and all this just you're just you just don't have the time to do it and this is open my eyes to where like she can sit on the counter smiling at me and watching me how to flip a pancake or i'm teaching her how to crack an egg and put it into the thing with one hand with just one hand and she's like i can't get it you know like she's trying to learn how to snap and she's trying to learn how to do an egg with one hand and i'm like this is what life's all about it's not it's not always about the hustle and bustle and the victories in the volleyball game athletics and all that that's a that's awesome it serves a purpose it's great Mm -hmm. but 
so is this stuff, man. And I hope that there's gets, at least we all figure out a better balance of it for real. I, th- I think that's the key to it. And uh, there's some horrible things uh, that's that's going on in our country right now from the virus, people getting sick, small businesses getting shut down, people going there. There are, um, I think for me, and I think the the messaging that I'm trying to get across to my kids right now is in life, you can either um, react to things that happen to you, which is a negative, or you can respond and try to find the good and get something good out of negative things that happen to you. And so I'm just trying to teach them right now, let's respond to this inside our family and, and try to come out of this. Um, number one, better off spiritually, number two, better off physically and, uh, and also emotionally and come get, come out of this closer as a family. So that, um, you know, we'll take this time just to self-reflect and just to learn and, and, and to become better people. Yeah. Because, you know, first thing we think of is even when you do have kids, it's like, man, losing the job or losing the revenue. Well, think, you know, you put, just put yourself in the kids' shoes for a minute. Like they're going from friends, 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 socializing, oh, teachers. Boy, yeah. It's hard on them. And then mm-hmm. this thing that I want to talk to you about, I'll talk to you about it right now because it'll come into fruition before this comes out. But um, 4-H and FFA, this is right up Bad Boys Alley. I had a right call. Up, I had yes. a call with Traeger, right? So I start getting inundated with all these letters and emails from my friend, Rock Merlo, who is the most, he's like the most, I can't wait for you to meet rock. He's the guy that is going to help us on a bunch of the properties in California. Well, he's on all these board of directors for FFA and 4-H and all these fairs are closing down. So all these kids have anywhere from $1,300 to $3,000 invested in pigs, sheep, cattle, chickens, you name it. They're used to going to the Silver Dollar Fair in Chico, California, showing off their prize lamb and being prideful in it, walking it like it's supposed to be walked, turning it like it's supposed to be turned. And then the farmers all take pride in raising their bid paddles and bidding on that and helping these kids secure funds for what they just did, make a little bit of money. But what it does is it instills mm-hmm. that pride of accomplishment and to seeing something through. So now these mm-hmm. fairs are being closed and these kids are all stuck with these animals with nowhere to put them, nowhere to sell them. So the parents are out all the money. They can't mm-hmm. keep feeding these animals and they can't keep storing them because why they're bigger now. So they don't have the space. Mm-hmm. So now Rocky comes to me and goes, dude, we need to do something. We need to figure out how to get a lot of these meats bought get companies behind this initiative to at least, you know, buy some, but push the word out there to get, get exposure to 4-H and helping these kids, not just to put money back in their family's pocket, but to keep their confidence level. Cause if they don't sell these, they're not going to want to do it again. So, mm-hmm. so Jeremy Andrus at Traeger's like, dude, this is right up Traeger's alley. We are in because all we thought about was the restaurant closing down, which is a big deal. The bowling right. alley and the gym and all that we're losing revenue stream as adults, but these kids that are going to be the next entrepreneurial people of America, they're yeah. get they're getting hit too and so rocky's like we need to help these kids man we got to so that's what we're working on right now i'd love to look at that i've tried to get involved with 4-h before in fact they're national conventions during one of our biggest um, international lawn and garden shows so we've not been i was i've looked into that two or three different times to figure out how to become part of that and be at that national convention with them so i'd love to look at that i we we love 4-h uh and and you know the kids and we want to support them and um, we want to grow up to be real bad boys for sure. Heck yeah, buddy. Well, I appreciate your time today. I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you the information on, I have a call at nine, uh, eight o'clock AM Pacific, no seven o'clock Pacific tomorrow. I have a big call on it. I'll notify you right after of where we're at. And then I'll put together a call to bring you into it and, and just figure out where to take it. I think it's going to be really perfect. powerful for these kids. I truly do. That's perfect. I can't wait to be part of it. 
I can't wait for more with Bad Boy. I truly appreciate the partnership and the friendship. Lenny Force, you were the man. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chad. It's a pleasure, man. We're going to do it again. That was Lenny Force, Bad Boy Mowers, badboymowers.com, Arkansas. You talk about a cool culture. We're so proud to be part of them. We can't wait for the future. This has been another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Work on your spirit. Work on yourself. Stay home. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. And like Lenny and I discussed just now, man, teach those kids something cool right now. Teach them how to cut the breast meat and a tenderloin out of a mallard duck that you have plucked in the freezer. Thaw it out. Teach them some recipes. Get innovative. Think outside the box. Let them become better citizens, better providers. We appreciate you being a supporter of our brands here at The Foul Life. This life ain't for everybody. Banded Avery and Greenhead Gear. Jargon Game Calls. Thank you all so much. Please continue to support the partners and sponsors that support us. Tom, hit that button. This is Leith Lofton, written by Leith and Drake White. What you gonna do when the money's all gone? We're all equal, that's what I think. I don't believe heaven has a bank. Make good use of your time on earth and don't make a dollar bill all this world. Cause I'd rather be poor living on.